Please listen carefully. Chris Puentes. This week we have Nast Whitson. I got to meet Nast at the BirthFit Coaches Seminar that I went up to at CrossFit Soar in Hawthorne, New Jersey. And uh, her husband is a co-owner of CrossFit Soar. She's a CrossFit coach there. Uh, she's also a running coach and is regional director for BirthFit and was one of the seminar instructors that weekend. Um, last week we had Lindsay Matthews on the show, Dr. Lindsay Matthews, who is the founder of BirthFit. This week is Nast Whitson. And uh, I had a plan of of talking primarily about fitness with her because of um, her background uh, running and uh, being on the track team at a very high level and going through the Olympic development program. But we kind of took a uh, a different turn, a different spin with this interview and talked a lot about mindset, uh, which is one of the four pillars for BirthFit. Talk a lot about Nass' background and how she went from a very high-level athlete to being on a track to go to med school and then realizing that it wasn't for her. So then going into fashion and ending up uh, coaching. So we talk about her background a lot. Uh, we talk about a number of books that she recommends, and I feel like we probably could have made a whole podcast about that. Um, and then we we talk a lot about this idea of being present and um, being mindful of time and of people's time. So this isn't an episode that I thought it would be, but it, I'm really happy with how it came out because it deals with more than just birth fit. It deals with issues that we all face in terms of how do we handle this this time that we have, this non-renewable resource, and how do we be more present. So I think you're going to really enjoy this. Uh, for those of you who are in the Philadelphia area and are interested in learning more about BirthFit, we're going to be hosting a BirthFit Basics workshop at Crossacana. This is going to be on December 3rd from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And Nast will be down here. Like I said, she's the regional director, and she'll be running the workshop and going over the four pillars of BirthFit, fitness, nutrition, chiropractic, and mindset. So for any of you who are interested in learning more about BirthFit, whether you are a uh, prenatal or postpartum mama or a coach that works with pregnant women or postpartum women and want to learn more about it, uh, feel free to get in touch with us. Uh, You can find our event on Facebook if you just search CrossFitCana BirthFit Basics Workshop. And if you have any questions, you can always email us at info at crossacana.com. With all that said, go ahead and enjoy this episode with BirthFit Regional Director, Nast Whitson. That's cool. And you said you've been to a lot of weddings, huh? Yeah, I would say we've been to five in about um, eight or nine weeks. Yeah, it's it's a lot. (laughs) And they're all people that are very close to us. So we had uh, my brother, my sister, cousin, and two best friends. Wow. 
yeah. A week ago, right now, we were in Colorado for one of the weddings. So, um, yeah, and the wedding was on a Monday night, and uh, we left Tuesday to come okay. back to New Jersey, arrived Tuesday night. Wednesday, family showed up from Boston, and we all drove to Virginia together. So, gotcha. yeah, so it's been fun. Oh, was the, uh, I mean, not that I know her, but I saw pictures of you guys. Was the Colorado one Andrea? Yes, yeah. It was uh, Andrea and Peter. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, it was beautiful. It was, um, have you been to Colorado? I have not. That is no. a place that is definitely on the uh, domestic bucket list. Yeah. I think you guys, I mean, just from, you know, talking to you, I just feel like you would totally enjoy something like that. Just, I think anyone would. Mm -hmm. um, the scenery, it was by, it was in Estes Park, okay. um, not too far from um, the Rocky Mountains. Um, yeah. And uh, it snowed. So the day before the wedding, it was like 60 degrees. We all went hiking. And then it snowed the day of, which, you know, at first it is a little bit of an inconvenience, but honestly, everything was just covered in white and it was beautiful. It was absolutely breathtaking out there. Um, I'm more of a beach warm kind of person. Right. So um, going into cold mountains is not my cup of tea, but I just love it there. Um, I like the atmosphere. I like that you get away from the city life a little yeah. bit and um, it's gorgeous. So right. yeah, I think you would totally love it. Yeah. It's a I'm, nice, I'm nice sure family trip place too. I'm sure I would. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've been to all these weddings um, and I, and there's probably people that you like meet for the first time at these weddings, sure. right? Mm -hmm. So how do you introduce yourself to these people? Hello, my name is Nass. I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> Where are you from? <laughs> um, I get made fun of because uh, I will say hello to everybody, yeah. like all the time. I, uh, I don't know, maybe that's my personality, but just very inclusive, um, especially in crowds. Um, I used to be very shy, so it's just nice to reach out to people and say, hi, my name is, I'm from here. So anytime you say New Jersey though, people are like, oh, oh, we're from New America. Jersey. I, I can say yeah, that because I'm from New Jersey, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you know, they're like, oh, New York, New Jersey. And we usually end up talking about like pizza or something Italian right. or food or how we are very blunt and upfront mm -hmm. people. So, you right. know, I'm sure you do the same thing. How do you, yeah. how would you introduce yourself? Like, what do you well, say? Well, similar to you, I'm a transplant though. So I am, I grew up in New Jersey, but now I do, I say I'm from outside Philadelphia. Um, so it's, uh, it's still pretty new to say that I own a CrossFit gym, um, so when that does come up, um, cause we've only been open That's for great. five months, but, uh, but it's a cool thing to say and it's something I've been dreaming about, dreaming about for a while, but, uh, awesome. Is that, is that something that you lead with? Like, how would you um, identify yourself uh, besides Nest from New Jersey? Yeah, you know, um, that's a great question. I, I used to just um, start off with, like, introducing myself with what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and I recently stopped doing that. Um, cool. You know, I don't want to define myself by what I do mm -hmm. per se. Um, you know, I, I just say, uh, it really depends on where the conversation's going, but I typically ask a lot of questions to the other person. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it comes back to me. Sometimes it does not. Um, 
but I'm really big on breaking down walls and just uh, developing a relationship and, and developing that trust. Um, so that usually doesn't involve me at all. Um, occasionally, you know, <clears throat> uh, what will happen is I'll have a friend mention like, Hey, you know, she works with, um, moms or, Hey, you know, she and her husband, um, own and, and run a gym in New Jersey. And, um, and that's typically where it goes. But yeah, I, I don't really ever lead in with, Hey, I'm Nass from New Jersey. I own a CrossFit gym. I run birth at New Jersey, stuff like that. It, right. it just comes up organically. It comes up if it needs to. And what's really cool is that birth fit is starting to spread. So some people are like, Oh yeah, I totally heard about that. Or they'll come up, you know, whenever, maybe the next day or something, or send them a private message like, Hey, I heard you do this. Yeah. Can I ask you some questions? And that seems to be the way things have been going lately, which is really cool. You know, you just get out there and you just get to know people and what they're about and, and develop trust. And they start asking you, I guess. I don't know if, if that makes any sense. Totally. Well, if someone did, because, you know, the circles that you run with, especially if you were out in Colorado, I imagine a bunch of those folks were CrossFitters or knew yeah. of the CrossFit world, right? And so more more likely knew about BirthFit or heard about it versus, yeah. uh, let's say, like your sister's wedding, right, uh, or your brother's wedding. So if someone who doesn't know what BirthFit is, if their reaction I is like, well, yeah, what is, well, what is that, right? What would you yeah great so that that's a great question um for sure in colorado it's actually still really cool and um surprising when people are like hey yeah i totally heard of birth fit and i'm like yes this is great it is spreading i love that just as much as someone saying like no i've never heard of that like what what is it what do you do i guess you could come up with a quick elevator speech and you know it, de it depends on who i'm talking to where i'm at their personality but i could say something like yeah i work with moms and we believe in four pillars you know fitness is one of them chiropractic mindset and nutrition are the others and it's I like to say it's a holistic approach to all things birth. That's kind of like my lead in, my tagline. You know, really what I do is I provide um, education and information um, for moms and we, we connect moms. I think that's really important too. I like to use that word connection. How did you get involved with BirthFit in the first place? Uh, a few years ago, one of our members approached us. She's a good friend of mine. Her name is Jessica and uh, she pretty much just said, Hey, I'm pregnant. What do I do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, at the time, um, we had a, a fairly, uh, young gym right. and, um, you know, a, a ton of young single people all like running around trying to figure out their lives. Right. And, um, our friend Jess is, you know, one of the, the few married women here and so when she approached us I was like oh my goodness we're we're adulting now you know <laughs> this is this is real life but um I actually didn't really have much to say to her I said you know I'm really not sure what to tell you um I told my husband and the two of us were like you know I don't know um yeah. don't hurt yourself you ask, yeah well what we we said why don't you ask your doctor right um so as is the case with many women um you know, she went back to her doctor who is very old school and traditional, does not believe that um, basically pregnancy and fitness go in the same sentence. So he suggested that she not do very much activity. 
I know that we're moving forward in society and that things are progressing. We're in modern day and age, but I can't tell you how many women receive that advice to this day and age. And granted, there are certain circumstances where perhaps they shouldn't be um, doing certain movements or fitness, but we all still have to breathe, right? right. We still have right. to work our, we're still our moving uh, and diaphragm. Stuff we're and... still moving just yeah. to live, right? Yeah. It's just functional movement. So Jess also happened to be someone who loves to work out, like loves to work out, needs to move, needs to just get into the gym. She just felt great about herself when she did move. And so convincing her not to move based on her doctor's recommendations was really challenging. She had a, a couple of things developed from that. And, uh, you know, she would share the story if she was here. But in terms of like her mood and her attitude and just her energy levels all began to drop. Uh, she didn't feel great about herself. It just, you know, a lot of like physical, emotional, even spiritual things started to happen as a consequence of not moving. And I just really, you know, Jess has an Ecuadorian background and I appreciate her mom stepping in and saying, Hey, you know, in our culture, um, basically said something along the lines, like our people, we move, you know, we are in the mountains. We grew up just moving. And, and even if it's just for a walk. Um, so it was great that she listened to that advice and, um, she decided to take it. And so she started moving, she started walking and then on her own accord decided to come back into the gym. Um, when she did that, I realized that, Hey, we don't really have a lot of resources. Um, we need to do some research. We need to find um, resources for moms because, you know, just thinking down the line, like you, you know, you own a gym now. So just thinking down the line for your members, I'm like, well, she's the first, but she certainly won't be the last woman to mm -hmm. come into our gym right. um, right. who's pregnant or wants to become pregnant. And so we started looking around. We went to the internet and we found a couple things in Long Island, New York. We found something in uh, the Boston area. We found, um, I think something in Pennsylvania actually, but it was basically like, so I mentioned we have four pillars. We basically found one pillar. So someone who was doing uh, maybe two pillars at the most. So someone who is doing like nutrition and, um, and fitness, mm -hmm. right? But they weren't practicing chiropractic and mindset or someone who was doing chiropractic work with moms, but none of the other pillars right. or someone who would do, um, you know, mindset and nutrition or, or whatever it was, but not one person had all four uh, of those corners for, for foundational pillars that uh, we believe were really important. Um, after some research and just reading and, and reaching out to certain um, doctors, um, Jess actually came across a blog. And um, that blog was by uh, Dr. Lindsay Matthews out of Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, through just different connections, we found out that two weeks from that day that we started researching, uh, there was one birth representative coming to Hoboken, New Jersey, believe it or not. Um, that seminar happened to be sold out. And um, I was like, nope, it's not sold out because I need to go to it. <laughs> you need to let me I in. I need to get myself in there. 
was like, I'm going to be pushy. And um, it was great. They, they let me in. I said, I have to get into this class. <laughs> and, um, and I'm bringing my husband with me. And they, uh, they were so gracious. They were great. So they let us in. And um, Wait, was and it that, Lindsay who was teaching it? Or was it? Uh, no, it was another, another woman at the time. And, uh, you know, she was just teaching the course, someone who was connected with Lindsay. And um, I'm so grateful that they decided to spread that knowledge. And this was the very first one, I believe, um, anything of its sort on the East coast in a CrossFit gym is really unheard of. And, um, there weren't a ton of us in there, but, um, I remember being in there and just being like, why isn't anyone sharing this information? We need this on the East coast. And granted, this was just a workshop. This wasn't anything permanent. Right. Um, so after the seminar, I was stoked out of my mind and, um, I reached back out to Lindsay Matthews and I was like, you know, the, the creator and CEO of BirthFit in Los Angeles. And I said, Hey, I need to, I need to meet you. I need to bring this to the East coast. Like I, I need this to be here. Um, you know, just, it can't be the only person that has this, uh, issue of like fitness and pregnancy and not knowing where to go. And the most important part too, like not knowing who to talk to, like not having a community or a tribe, you know, um, that's a whole nother topic, but, um, a really important topic, you know, that a lot of women isolate themselves and think, Hey, I'm independent. I need to do this on my own, but, um, it's okay to ask for help. I think we need to during that, that time frame. Well, talk about that more. Cause I think that's something that, uh, isn't brought up. Uh, I, th I think there's a lot of topics that aren't brought up that, that need, yeah. to but, um, yeah, talk about that a little more. Um, how, how you, how you've seen that, um, you know, or before this, we were talking about how, um, someone will reach out to you via email and mm -hmm. and talk about their own coaches or their own situations that because they don't live close to you or may, maybe they even do but they know that you know you're a regional director for BirthFit. Um, yeah, talk about tribe, the need for tribe, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I guess in talking about tribe, um, I should probably mention uh, you know CrossFit um, as well. We're in a lot of CrossFit gyms, not exclusive to just CrossFit gyms. Um, but they do a really great job with community, right? right. And um, community is just like such a big foundation. And what's cool is that um, BirthFit has a very similar um, foundation, and, and we like to call this our tribe. So amongst the regional directors, we are a tribe. And I think that's really important because we um, – are in each other's lives, we get to know each other, and we share information, and that is huge. The inf information we share amongst each other, we share with the world, right? And so we share um, anything from like just sharing love and, and sometimes just sending thoughts and prayers to each other. Sometimes it's actual, a lot of times it's actually research or books or resources. Um, today, I, right before this podcast, I was on the phone with a mama who, um, she is seven weeks postpartum, and this is the first conversation she had with someone outside of her OBGYN, and that to me was a little bit crazy. I said, oh my goodness, you haven't talked to anybody. Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? What was the birth like? And she was just like, I, I just can't believe, like, I, this is my first time talking about all of these emotions, these feelings, and there's a lot of um, questions that she had, and I said, you know what's great is I don't have all the answers, but I have some friends who, who do, but I could be a friend. Right. So, um, I think first and foremost is, um, 
you know, we're looking for a friend. We're looking for friends. We're looking for support. Um, and that, that tribe, um, I have seen is so important. Um, you know, I uh, have a, uh, Dominican background. I was born in Dominican Republic. And so those roots are really important that, you know, Caribbean, there's some African in there, there's Middle Eastern in there from my father's side. And one thing I've noticed about those cultures is, um, they are very much like, Hey, yes, let's make sure that baby is okay, but let's support mom as well. What are mom's needs? You know, um, there's different books out there. Um, you know, we talk about the 40 day postpartum period and people have written great books about it. But what I've learned is that that's just a part of our culture. We don't even like call it what it is because it's just ingrained, you know, women just show up and they show up with, um, amazing food. We have so much great food called sancocho and mangu. And these are all warm foods that people bring to your house, um, and our culture. Um, and it, it's like a giant stew with a ton of proteins and meats and vegetables in there. And, um, they just show up at random times and, and, and cook for you. Um, they clean for you. And, um, sometimes just having someone being there, I've learned just show up, you know, here, hold baby. I just, I just need to shower. (laughs) Um, or I didn't have time to go to the grocery store or to be honest with you, Nast, um, I'm afraid to go out. I'm afraid to go to the grocery store. Um, things like that. It's just, uh, you know, on my way home from work, just stopping by and, and picking up some goods. Um, one thing I personally have noticed is that I can't be all things to all people. So developing that tribe and, and allowing other people to step in and help has been great. So we've established a private Facebook group, um, within our gym, you know, and, uh, it's from, for moms and, um, we reach out to each other like, Hey, how are you doing? You know, how it's been four weeks. I haven't heard from you or seen you. Like, what do you need? You know, and not necessarily putting it out there so everyone can see all your issues. It's really just to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. Like what's, what's going on? What are some of your needs? Even if, uh, let's just go for a walk together. Let's get you, let's get you outside. Let's get you moving. Things like that. So, um, yeah, that's one thing when I, I came into birth fit, I didn't realize how important that was. Um, it's important for moms, non-moms. It's important for fathers too, um, for families. You know, we, we really, as cliche as it sounds, we really do need each other. Yeah. Did you, what drew you to BirthFit to want to be so involved? You know, there's, there's probably a lot of things in your life that you could have dove deep into, and I'm sure you have dove deep into other things as well. But um, what was it about this movement that kind of spoke to you? Um, that is a great question. Uh, I don't know if I've been asked that too much. I would say I really... Um, I guess I would have to tell you about my, my background just a little bit for you to understand the, the big picture. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I grew up as a, uh, an athlete, you know, a student athlete, and um, I've been in athletics most of my life. Um, being so competitive, I, I was a runner. Um, now I'm a, a running coach, but I was in track and field for a while and post-college. Um, you're just very competitive. So when you have women and competition in the same sentence, um, it doesn't, 
you know, women don't always mesh. Um, and so the idea of working with women, especially women who are, you know, preconception, prenatal, postpartum, if you had told me that, I don't know, even like five years ago, I would have been like, no way. Like, eh, you know, that emoji with the arms crossing. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, that's that's an emoji that I always think of. I definitely would have said no, okay. but um, I worked with young, you know, for almost nine years. I coached high school girls and uh, girls and boys, but mostly focused on the girls. And um, you know, I would see their development and um, saw that you know I observed that they sat all day for eight hours, and then they would have to come and do exercise. And there were so many injuries associated with like their pelvis tucked under them and, and everything was, you know, all that circulation was being shut off. So it was like, I had three hours to undo all the stuff that they did to themselves during the day. Mm -hmm. And then once, you know, I left that, uh, I wasn't just working with young girls. I worked with adult women and things that they, you know, whether they were into fitness or not, a lot of them were still experiencing pain, whether it was from like old injuries, from posture, from, from birth. And so I started realizing that really, Everything goes back to birth, <laughs> whether it's our own birth or the birth of our children. And so I said, you know what, this, we are, there's something going on here. I'm not hundred percent sure what it is, but we need to look back further. We need to address this. And what we're finding is, you know, it's not just the physical realm. There's other things going on as well, emotional, maybe even like spiritual um, associated with birth. And once I started looking into that, you know, that really attracted me about birth fit. I just realized that I don't like to see people in pain. I don't like to see women move in pain. I really enjoy when um, people move pain-free, and that's probably through my own experiences as well. Um, I was a heptathlete and for many years, a competitive heptathlete. And um, Heptathlon means seven events, so you're bound to get injured at some point. So just working with a lot of physical therapists, occupational therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, um, that whole realm in, in therapy um, was really, you know, when you're going through the pain, you just are like frustrated and you want, just want to get out of it. But a lot of that pain, I really think, set me up to work with women now. And so it was just so cool um, meeting like-minded people that are into like continuously growing and researching and talking to each other and not being stagnant, you know, like Lindsay Matthews and uh, Eric Bolin, Lindsay Muma, Melissa Humphill, uh, Embo, you know, these girls are like, you know, we call them the, the senior leadership team. And, um, and it's just so awesome being able to glean from them, you know, confidence and just spread what I call good news, you know, that, hey, you have options. Hey, you have a tribe. Hey, you have other resources here. You don't have to be in pain all the time. You know, let's, let's look into it. Let's, let's do some research, you know, here, let me hold your hand. Let's do it together. Stuff like that. So I, I think, uh, I said a lot there, but that's honestly what, what attracted me. It's like being part of another team, again, another tribe. And we're not, um, trying to cut each other or undermine each other. We're trying to raise each other up and bring more people into this movement. I don't think you always see that in, um, in different groups, you know, people are trying to outdo each other and there's just this like competitive spirit, but I really think, um, cheering each other on mm -hmm. and especially as a, as a woman is huge, right? We, we need, we need a lot more of that. Yeah. And there's obviously a lot of overlap with the CrossFit world. So they are separate, but there's so much overlap in terms of cheering each other on and working oh, yeah. towards the same goal. 
of bettering yourself, but with the support of others. Um, For sure. It's a, it's a good, uh, it's a good positive peer pressure versus the, the negative competition that you can see in, in traditional sports, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So you went to college as a heptathlete, but what were you studying in college? Uh, so I studied um, microbiology and psychology, and I loved microbio, all things viruses. And the only problem is I was in the lab a lot. You mm-hmm. know, I know this is really hard for you to believe, Chris, but I was an introvert. <laughs> I was really shy, and I would prefer not to be around too many people. I was really big into reading, and um, you know, my parents put me in sports to get me out of that shell. I think part of it was when I first came to this country, I only spoke Spanish and it was, I didn't know all the colors. I remember like being dragged into first grade, like, no, I don't know how to say brown in English. (laughs) (laughs) So things like that, um, you know, just formed who I was, but being in a lab all the time um, was challenging, you know, I worked in labs. I interned in labs. I was a TA in labs. And um, I started taking psychology classes just to get out of labs. Um, Of course, you know, one of my professors found out that I was a researcher and was like, hey, we need you in this lab and in this study. So we worked with like the hormone hormone cortisol. And that's when I was exposed to um, working with people for the first time and um, just doing different studies on behavior. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'll minor in this or, you know, maybe I'll major in this. I don't know, but um, it was cool. So I took an internship at a psych ward and uh, then I realized, you know, there's, this is just not the direction that I want to go. I do not want to be in labs. I think uh, I need to figure out what it is that I want, but you know, my parents weren't thrilled about that. They, <laughs> They're thought, like, they thought you were what, heading to med school? Yeah, so yeah. I was I was pretty young for my my age. Um, I went into school uh, into college at seventeen, so they were like, "You're gonna be the youngest doctor in our family, and mm. it'll be great." And you know, um, I turned down uh, a full scholarship for um, a master's program uh, into medical school, and um, they were not happy about that. <laughs> I moved to New York City instead. <laughs> so. Sorry, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Turned into 180. Yeah. yeah. It, I think it worked out though. So so you moved to New York. What did you do in New York? You're going to totally laugh at this, but I uh, I worked in fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like working in a lab, no people. I mean, that um, makes complete sense. Yeah. yeah. I worked with the virus. Uh, the virus was called SV40 and um, it's, you know, very sensitive to like UV light. So everything was controlled, you know, from walking into the lab and like making sure all the lights were like, everything was controlled, right? No windows from working in there to working in fashion with people in New York city. It was crazy. (laughs) It was a culture shock. It was all the things. And, um, it was exciting. It was great. I like, I loved it. It taught me a ton about myself. It taught me a lot of people skills. It taught me that I was like overly sensitive. I didn't know how to work with people. You know, it taught me how to problem solve on the fly. I mean, you know, fashion can be very cutthroat, but it was, it was a great lesson for me. And a lot of growing up happened around that time too. Was that because you were just personally interested in fashion? And so you were like, well, New York is like the Mecca for what I to do. Um, yeah, it was like a secret part. I, yeah, I was, you know, 
very much from a uh, different cultural background. Right. So um, growing up with different foods, different fashions, um, it was really great to just be thrown into um, this whole world. It was also a challenge. I'm really big into like, oh, well, you're a science head. You can't do this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll show you. Um, so it was it was a challenge, but a fun challenge. And uh, worked for an Italian company, and it was I became a manager really fast, you know, learned about business and, and money and um, running schedules and working with people, like I said. So it was fun. It was, it was hard work. People in New York, you know, they, they work, work, work all the time. Right. Um, so it was, uh, it was very different from growing up in Boston, you know? Sure, sure. <laughs> For um, sure. Not that you probably converted to being a Yankees fan, but. Definitely you, not. You did live nope. In New York. Yeah. Red Sox fan through and through. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I had gone to high school in New York City, so I had my taste of New York. But that also let me realize that I did not want to uh, to spend any more time there. That I no, I had enough time. Visiting you, are fine. You, are you glad you grew up there, though? Or are you like? Yeah, um, yeah. So I grew up in North Jersey, but I commuted in for the for high school. So oh, wow. that in of itself was an experience to you know have a, an hour and a half commute each way. Um, especially playing soccer and getting home really late. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And and whatnot. But, um, but the experience itself of, of being in the city was totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Just, just where'd you go to college? uh, Down here at Villanova. Oh, great school. Yeah. Such a great school. So, uh, so that's, I I feel like I might've had the itch to, to be in a bigger city, uh, if I did not have that experience, but having that, then I was like, all right, I'm going to. You need to like leave. Yeah. 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 I, that's what, you know, I I grew up in a very small town where everyone knew each other. It was on the water. So coming into a big city, um, was like what everyone wanted to do. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I up and left everything in about a two week time frame, um, which is crazy for me. Cause like I said, I'm a introvert. I'm a thinker. I think before I act. Um, and this was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. And, um, when I first moved here, I was like, what was I thinking? But I'm so glad I did it. <clears throat> really, really happy that I made that decision. I think it's just been the foundation for a lot of other decisions in my life and just being willing to take risks. Do you so. feel that switch over from um, introvert or let's let's say shy, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that switch over, did that, was that from being in the fashion world and needing to like interact with a lot of people or do you feel like that's that's been like built up kind of step by step along along the way um like what would you know because there's a change from what you kept saying that you're an introvert you're shy you're yeah yeah I I don't think that ever leaves I think that's still a big part of who I am Mm -hmm. um and just being uh being an introvert you I I think you are just really observant and um maybe more sensitive to to other people and not to say that, you know, my husband is a huge extrovert. Um, not to say that he's not sensitive to people. He's really great at reading people. Um, I just, I think it was a combination of being forced into that situation. Um, being able to, you know, have success in the fashion world, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and, um, and speak like you, you have to, you know, um, almost sell your, your clothing, you know, better than the next person. Like, why should the person come here? At that time, um, I happened to have, um, you know, I was starting to make some new friends and there was a, a girl, uh, who, um, was very business minded and very, um, 
just in terms of like pe- had great people skills. And so I said, you know, I need to work on these things. And she was able to recommend amazing books my way. So I read a lot of business books. I went to a lot of conferences and workshops. Um, I read a ton on relationships, just working with people because I didn't have those skills. And even to this day, um, you know, I, I need to, uh, go, you know, I, I put myself back into books about, um, about people. I'm sure you do the same, you know, just running a CrossFit gym is, um, not just like the technicalities, but just working with different personalities, different kinds of people being able to relate, you know, when you have a type A person versus when you have someone who's like scared to walk into a CrossFit gym. Right. Right. Um, it's, uh, it's so much about breaking down walls and and building that trust right away and being able to do that within the first like 30 seconds, I think is huge. Um, that's not something I was born with like at all. That's definitely something I have constantly had to read about and constantly work on. And, um, you know, if I haven't been in a people skill book or relationship book, um, within a few months, I, I noticed that about myself, you know, Mm. um, I, I recognize that, Hey, I need to get my mindset right. I need to be better at this. So um, it's a combination of reading those books. Um, You know, I'm Christian. So being in the Bible constantly also just keeps my heart right towards people. Yeah. So what book stands out to you either as something that you would recommend to practically everybody or, um, you know, someone comes to you, they say, I, or, or, you know, someone like you um, years ago comes to you and you're like, I want to work on people skills or, you know, recommend a book to me. Oh, I love this question because there's so many, many good ones. Um, Oh, I could rat off like so many. Um, I would say how to win friends and influence people. Um, by Carnegie. Yep. The, the greatest miracle, um, by Og Mandino. Um, let's see. Um, how I Raised Myself from Failure to Success Through Selling by Frank Betger. Personality Plus by Marita Litauer. The Five Lang- Love Languages by Gary Chapman. What's your love um, language? You know, I think it's changed. It used to be words of affirmation. Um, I think it's quality, quality time, time now. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think it's quality time. I feel loved when someone just hangs out with me, you know, um, it, it could be all the things. It depends on my mood, I guess. If someone, um, writes me a note or brings me a flower or something, you know, um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is, I have to cherish this note forever. And I don't throw it away for years. My husband's like, uh, you don't even know who it's from. I'm like, I know, but someone took the time to do this. Um, so maybe it's receiving gifts or acts of service. It, it could be all the things. Um, I, I really do appreciate people's time though. When they do something that involves time and myself, um, my love tank is filled through the roof. Um, yeah. So I definitely love those books. I, I am mindful to tell people though. Um, I don't like to put people in a box, you know, like, Hey, this is your personality. So you're going to be this and you're going to own this. It's, I really try to explain to them like, Hey, this is to help you relate to people and to learn more about yourself. Um, so you can relate to more people. It's not meant to put you in a box. It's meant to open up that box, think outside the box, which I think is really cool. So, um, well, just kind of like how you came out of your, your, your proverbial shell or however you want to say it, like, 
I'm sure you've read the the book Mindset, but you know, yeah, you clearly I was have just a growth thinking mindset, about that too. Um, where people can grow, that they're not fixed. Yeah, growth mindset versus fixed yeah. mindset. Yeah. Um, huge. I, I think I've read books with kind of a you know a similar um, like a lot of John Maxwell and um, just you know I, I think that's just a part of life. You know, it's not just like owning a business or running a, a birth fit, um, you know, regional director. That's just a great way to practice your life, just having that growth mindset and being okay. Like, you know, I guess it's how we define things too, like our world around us. Like, what do you define as failure? You know, failure is is good. We need failure. We need feedback. I know that's something that, um, you know, the CEO of BirthFit, uh, Lindsay, really encourages us to constantly work on. Um, her fiance, uh, Logan, um, also is huge on that. And I totally appreciate that because they truly do lead that, you know, from the front. Um, and they allow us, they give us room too. They, they give us room for growth and room for feedback. I know, um, you know, my husband is technically my boss. And when he gives me feedback on my coaching, yeah, it's, it's hard, but I know it's, he's being honest with me and it's making me better. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need that feedback. I, I, I asked for it now. I'm like, okay, I'm glad you enjoyed this and you like this, but I need feedback. Give me feedback. Excuse me. Give me something to, to work on. You know, and you haven't, you haven't done your level two yet, right? No, but, uh, I'm actually looking for, I was just talking to Dave. I'm looking for December, oh, cool. um, as the next one I was waitlisted. Um, for the one here in Jersey city, it's my own fault. I signed up too late. Um, and I had another, uh, certification that I wanted to do, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Cool. Yeah. I just saw an email saying they're, they're going to attach a test to it. Yes. I, that's probably why, uh, we're all like, Oh my gosh, we have to get this done in December. (laughs) But regardless, you know what, the test will make me better. So regardless of whether I have to take the test or not, you'll be fine. It'll be all right. (laughs) How did you guys get, how did you get into CrossFit? We didn't even talk about that. Um, great question. I was actually looking for my list of books. I have a whole list of them that I want to look at. I love it. Um, yeah. So I have to be honest. I was really against CrossFit at first. Well, you were you were a runner, right? So. Yes, I was a runner. I'm like, yeah. if you see my husband, don't look back there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blocking him if you can't tell with my hands. Um, no, so yeah, I was a runner and, um, like I said, a competitive runner. And I mean, we did, um, interval training, Olympic lifts, you know, if you were a high jumper, a pole vaulter, um, you had to do certain gymnastics type movements, especially in the heptathlon. So it's not like we weren't training or working hard. Um, you know, it was a D one school. And, um, then I had the opportunity to join an Olympic, uh, development team after college. So the access that we got to training was just so awesome. Um, and, uh, so when CrossFit came around, my husband was looking into it. He had other trainer certificates before then. And this was probably, um, I guess like maybe eight, nine years, eight years ago or so. Um, you know, no one had heard of CrossFit at the time, not a single person I knew except for my husband, Dave in our region. And so he got a lot of backlash, a lot of, um, people making fun of it, saying it was too intense, that it would never grow, um, so on and so forth. So, you know, I wasn't for it, but I also wasn't going to jump on that bandwagon and bash him. I was just going to see where it went and support him. You know, as long as he was into it, I was like, all right, well, um, 
I'm not into it, but you can be if you want, you know, just like he wasn't into running at all. Got it. And, so, you, so you two um, had already met prior to him getting into CrossFit. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. We've known each other. Um, it'll be 16 years um, gotcha. next week, um, you know, dating. So it was a, uh, it was just like too intense, which is kind of crazy coming from me, seeing all the intensity around me in fitness, but it was just pride. I had a lot of pride. I had an ego. I thought I knew better until, um, my sophomore year in college, I injured my lower back. Um, I was in the air doing the long jump event. Um, this was my, uh, sixth out of seven events. So you're pretty tired at this point. Um, and while I was in the air, my hip basically came out of place and then I landed in the sand and it got jammed back. Um, so I was hurting and, um, you know, most coaches at that time would probably have you stop. Unfortunately, this coach did not because we needed the points. And, um, so this is a subluxation. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, It was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of things, Chris, to gotcha. be honest with you. Okay. My, um, physical therapist told me I had so much other stuff going on in oh, there wow. okay. from injuries of the past. And, um, it was, I was a hot mess. Let's just put wow. it that way. I can't remember what the diagnosis was sure, called, sure, sure. but, um, it was like three in one. Gotcha. So I, I basically could not walk. Um, afterwards I had to be carried to the van and, you know, we're athletes. We go all out. I mean, we're, yeah. Some of us are, you know, we're paid to do this. And, um, I was upset with myself that I, I didn't fend for myself a little bit more. Um, so long story short, I went back to my trainer who actually had me work on a lot of pelvic floor work. She said my pelvis was completely out of place. It was inflamed. It was so as it was, um, tightness in my thoracic spine and my hamstrings. It was, everything was pulling and I was compensating all over the place. And so, um, I'm just so thankful for this woman, this trainer, Danielle, who I hadn't seen since. Um, yeah, I was pretty much in six months of rehab, three times a week, six to 7 AM. And, um, I am so thankful that I, that happened to me because I learned a lot about my core and, um, and the next year I came back so much stronger to the point where even my own teammates were like, Hey, you know, we have to step up our game here. And it was just, uh, it was pretty cool. Um, so long story short, uh, I was told that I would always have that issue. So I would always have to work on keeping my core strong. And, um, when I went to another doctor, I, some of those issues were coming back because I was starting to sit a lot again after college and, and just go into, you know, um, the real workforce, the adult workforce. And so sitting a lot was really making my condition worse. And when I went to a doctor, he basically told me, he's like, you know what? You can never, you can never lift again. You can never do fitness again. I was like, what? Are you crazy? I'm like, 24 years old and, um, 25 years old. And I was a little bit depressed. So I just walked and I ran and, um, you know, I had to put an end to some of my, uh, competing days around the same time. I started coaching, uh, the high school team that I had mentioned to you. And so I kind of put my energy into that, but I still didn't feel great. You know, I was, I was in pain a lot and, my husband was really the first one to tell me like, Hey, you know what, if you worked on stabilizing first and then moved, he's like, you have to sit in a car every day. You have to go to the bathroom every day. And at first, of course I got mad at him. Cause I was like, what do you know? And, um, 
it just resonated with me. It was just a seed dropped in there. And I started thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? He's right. I have to pick up my purse every day or my bag. I have to walk. I have to, you know, if there was a fire, I'd have to run away from the fire and jump over a wall. Um, but what really got to me is I went to go pick up my niece at the time who was like a year old. I could barely pick her up. Um, I could, I couldn't even do a push up. I couldn't even do a pull up. I was just so weak. Um, and it, it was not a fun place to be. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into this whole CrossFit thing and, um, and give it a chance, you know, uh, try it before I, I knock it. And, uh, I had to heal myself first and, and I'm still on that healing process. I still have a lot of stability work I need to do and, and mobility, um, that I've been working on. I could, you know, after about a year, I could finally get to parallel in my squat again, which was really cool. So I've, um, I've been getting stronger, but also just, healing so so dave was your coach for cross he was yeah and sort of yeah I, I had a hard time listening to him but right. it was between him and a couple other female coaches like my friend kim gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and then how did you guys so uh is soar your first um affiliate or did you guys have have another place before i actually don't i don't know that story oh great great question um so SOAR was our first affiliate. We did not come up with it. Our right. friend um, Steve Kiefer um, was the original and still is um, the owner of CrossFit SOAR. He and my husband are partners okay. now. And um, Steve is a former Ranger 275. And so SOAR um, is an ode to the Ranger Battalion. It stands for Special Operations Airborne Regiment. And um, they're just bad to the bone dudes and we really respect them. So, um, Steve actually started that, uh, due to an injury as well, just from a lot of the missions that he's been on and jumping out of planes. And, um, he broke his back twice and had to come back, um, and do rehab. A friend of his, uh, if I have the story straight, introduced him to, um, the Olympic lifting side of things and, and CrossFit and just said it was a really great combination of everything. So that's how SOAR came about. And then, um, you know, a couple of years later, uh, you know, um, Dave saw an ad that they were looking for a new trainer and he just did such a great job running the business that, um, you know, he had the opportunity to become a partner and he took that, you know, he was a, he was um, a teacher for seven years working with um, autistic children. So it was a, a really big change. But, um, you know, he was always such a great communicator with children and, and people that I really think that that teaching transferred to uh, owning a gym, owning and running a gym. Got it. So he was teaching but also coaching on the side. And then you guys basically partnered up with Steve. And then he, yeah. he quit the teaching gig. Yeah, exactly. So at that time I was working at a high school and, um, and coaching track and field. Yep. So I was able to support us, um, financially during that transition. And, um, I continued to do that for years and I actually didn't get involved until maybe another, like, I don't know, two or three years after he started, um, the CrossFit gym, which was kind of interesting. Got it. Very cool. So, yeah. So I love when people come in and they're like, hey, you don't understand. I really don't like CrossFit. I'm like, oh, no, I, I really do understand. Trust me. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing to share, but I think I can relate to you. <laughs> so, I love it. So yeah. um, 
because of your background, um, you know, I don't, I'm not going to take too much more of your time, but I did, I did think, um, if we could talk about a little bit about the fitness pillar, I think Mm -hmm. would be really cool. So, um, what is it about birth fit fitness pillar? Um, what is it about that pillar that you would want people to know? I guess so. So big, big picture, uh, but specifically about the, the fitness pillar. That is a great question, Chris. I'm making you think, Nast. Yeah, no, you're good at this. This is this is awesome. Um, I, I my mind kind of went in two directions when while you were asking that. Um, <laughs> the first thing that that really popped into my mind was actually mindset. Believe it or not. Sure. Um, so that's one of the other pillars. Yeah. And, and you can talk about that. Yeah. You, yeah. If you'd you asked me this question um, when I was first getting involved, I would have said like all the fitness right away. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. Just um, I've been really working hard on developing my mindset and my approach to fitness. And because, um, you know, everything starts, you know, in our mind and, and how we approach um, life. Right. So I I think taking that into the fitness realm is really important as well. So I don't actually begin my fitness without working on my breathing, right. And calming my mind and being present and being focused. And I think my training sessions have become so much better. Um, I used to not be really big on Olympic lifts. I, like I said, I'm a runner. I was, I loved all things, um, body weight and gymnastics, but now working on my breathing and my core, um, you know, for me personally, just, uh, developing my core and my stabilization, um, has helped me heal and continue to heal from my past injuries. It's also made me calm and confident. Um, and I just, I move better. Right. And I think that's the goal. It's like, we want to make sure we keep a really high standard of movement and, um, and, uh, stabilization and not move like crap to be quite frank with you. So when you apply that mindset to the fitness portion, it just elevates your standard altogether, right? You just have a better foundation. So, um, that was my first, like, yeah, uh, my first gut reaction. Um, when, when you said that it was that mindset aspect of things and going into movement with an intent, not just going in recklessly. Um, Although, is there a time and a place for that? I, I'm sure people would argue that maybe competition is a time to like completely just go. Um, for example, in, in the running realm, uh, sometimes you just have to tell people like, I just need you to go hard, go with heart, right? I don't want you to think so much. Um, but when you're in practice, when you're training, um, it's important to just move with intent, move well, breathe through the movements and sometimes slow them down right? Not move with so much craziness and intensity. Um, especially working with moms. A lot of times I have to, um, you know, help them notice what their body is doing, be conscious of how they're moving and, uh, bring that awareness, um, and help them connect to their bodies. So I think, you know, maybe the next word when it comes to fitness would be connection. Um, letting people know like, Hey, everything's connected. What you do in breathing will help you with, you know, your squat, Mm -hmm. which will help you with your gymnastics, which will help you with running. It's all connected. It it all transfers. So I think sometimes, sometimes we need to, uh, my husband always says you need to slow down to speed up, um, sometimes. And I, I just, I think that's true. Yeah. I remember at the coaches seminar, we were talking about how mindset, even though it's a, a pillar, kind of like the underlying um the overarching pillar 
because it if if you don't start with mindset then the others might not be in the right place um so having the right mindset from the start obviously is important i think it's i think it's huge it's everything you know with working with athletes um i became a better coach when i had my athletes pause and uh work on visualization and mm -hmm. breathing which is a big part of mindset and um i had them think about what they were going to do and execute it very well in their mind before they actually did it. Um, I also had them speak certain things out loud, which, you know, feels really stupid at first. And I said, you know what, try to prove me wrong. I want you to say these things. I want you to speak well about yourself. And um, it's really cool to see how that is able, we've been able to transfer that into uh, birth fit. We have our moms, you know, talk about mantras and what they say about themselves. It's just, that whole psychological psychological aspect is huge and um, speaking well about yourself, thinking well about yourself. Um, you know, we always start all of our sessions with uh, breathing and it's just great. You know, sometimes they come in with so much on their mind, you know, coming into a, a gym or a birth rate class. Um, it might be the first time where they've actually had time to themselves or time to slow down. So allowing them to be in that space and release all the worries and anxieties um, helps them have a better training session. You know, I, I really think they receive so much more when we start off with the right mindset. Do you feel like you are hard hard on yourself? I feel like I feel <laughs> you like you are. You can't take it. I'm nodding my yeah, head. Yeah, I'm nodding my head. I feel like you are, I, and I feel like uh, I feel like women. I, I feel like everyone is, everyone is to a point, um, but I I definitely feel like women tend to be extremely hard on themselves. Um, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, if you're asking me, the answer is yes, for yeah. sure. I think, too, when you're you're maybe, you know, type A personality, you're a go-getter, um, you want to be better than you were yesterday. If right. that's you, that it doesn't matter what personality you are, I, I think by sheer fact that you want to be better, you you do more or you put more pressure on yourself, right? Especially if you're a mom and you have all these other responsibilities, you try to wear so many hats. And I think as a, a coach, as a trainer, as a big sister, as an aunt, one of the things that I, I try to do more often than not is I'm a pressure releaser. So I, I kind of picture myself as a person who releases pressure from other people. Um, I'm an encourager. I'm someone who reminds them of things that they already know. Um, honestly, like a lot of times women that come in here, they've already done their research. Not all of them, but a lot of them come in here. They're educated women. They're, they're so inspiring. Some of them are just like so successful. It's amazing. Um, and at first, you know, it can be very intimidating because it's like, well, what can I offer these women? Like what, what more do they need? But, um, they might need reminders, like simple reminders, like, Hey, you're doing a great job you're doing awesome. Like you're, you're going to be okay. A lot of times, most moms just want to hear that. Um, you know, I can't even tell you how many training sessions have turned from like, I have a whole list of things that I, I want to get through with mom. And, um, it turns into a walking session, like just allowing her to speak and share and just be there. And, um, you know, those have been some of the most impactful, classes um that we've had where mom can just be herself not feel judged and and let go right let go of yeah. all of those anxieties and and worries and fears um you know trying to be perfect trying to be all things to all people yeah i, I think that's one of the things that we don't 
uh, always talk about um, right out of the gate when you see like, you know, birth fit postpartum series, you don't hear all of that right out of the gate. But once you come in through the door, you know, hopefully that they'll, ex- you know, they'll experience that. It's just super transforming. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. And that goes back to actually how we started talking in terms of the tribe and, you know, mom is so focused on everyone else because she's wearing so many hats and taking care of everyone else and then baby's around. And so everyone's focused on baby. Uh, and then who's focusing on mom, right? Exactly. So, yeah. It's yeah. like, I, uh, you know, that, um, people used to say, what's, what was that saying? What about Bob? What about, I always yeah. say like, what about mom? What about mom? You know, yeah. <laughs> what about mom? Um, and, and you could even say, what about dad too? You know, but mom is such a, um, integral part of, um, the family unit right. and making sure that everyone is fed, taken care of healthy, not starving. Um, you know, but what about mom? Moms have a tendency to put themselves last. Um, I spoke to another woman who, uh, wasn't getting enough calories and she didn't realize how much that affects, you know, her energy, her sleep, breastfeeding, um, you know, marital status. That's something we don't talk about enough is what happens to marriages postpartum. Right. And we're starting to talk about those resources and and birth it as well. And we have some great resources for that and postpartum counselors, all those things, uh, can revolve around, mom and making sure that she is recovering. So that's where that tribe is so important, you know, and, and I don't think we realize how important the tribe is and, and how much we really do need, need each other. Even running a successful CrossFit gym, like, you know, we're part of another tribe of like, you know, yourself just like masterminding with, with other owners and saying, Hey, like, I'm thinking of doing this. Like, what are your all y'all's experiences with this? Like, you know, um, you don't always have to reinvent the wheel. You can lean on others' experiences and just say, what would you do here, right? I, I think that's that's wisdom. Or even better, it's I need help. <laughs> you know, just saying that, vocalizing that for some moms can be really, really difficult, especially if they consider themselves a successful, strong, independent type A woman. Those are, you know, I love working with all women, but the I love working with um um, just women who have that, that personality as well. I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. You know, I can really relate to them. So, um, yeah, just, just creating that safe space for everyone is I think really important and just letting them know that they're, they have a support group, um, just breaks down a lot of walls. Yeah. Well, I think, I think part of the problem, um, moms or not is that, uh, people might think success means not asking for help. Right. Mm, Yeah. Where, um, you know how Lindsay encourages, and we all, we, we all real, or a lot of us, are coming to around to the idea that failure is actually a good thing because it allows us to at least try something and then pivot if we need to. Um, so yeah. Yeah, the idea that like perfection is this goal where really uh, it's all a journey; it's not like um, a destination, right? I totally agree with that. You know, too though, like. Um, I do think that even if you are in search of perfection, at least you're in search of, right? Right. Like you're, you're on a a path. Um, so eventually, you know, I think if you just keep searching, keep seeking, you will run into the right people or the right opportunities or the right, um, resources that will 
basically put a mirror in front of you and to tell you, Hey, you don't have to be perfect. I think that I'm one of those people, you know, um, you don't have to be perfect. It is okay to fail quote unquote. Right. And to, as I've read in some books, like to fail forward and, um, and to ask for help, you know? So even if you are that perfectionist mentality, like I can't ask for help. Um, cause we do have a lot of those personalities walk through our doors here. Um, one thing I do, re- I, I've recently realized is that, Hey, they're, they've, they're searching and that's how they came upon BirthFit New Jersey. Right. Um, that's how they came upon BirthFit and found out that we're, you know, in the tri-state area and, um, and they, they decided to reach out. Some people don't necessarily ask for help. They want to get more information. And so, um, it's all part of like what you said, it's all part of that journey. Um, and then over time, you know, you just hope that you realize like, Hey, it's, it's okay to have other people in your life. And I can't even tell you, um, how many women don't necessarily have a tribe. Like I had someone, um, some weeks ago tell me, you know, she doesn't have a mother figure and she just moved from Florida. So all her tribe is in Florida. You know, she doesn't have anyone up here. Um, and so I, you know, we talked about this earlier when people email me, I, I take that pretty serious because they may not have anybody. And, you know, if I ever, you know, God forbid, if it's someone, if it's myself or someone in my family or, or someone that I love that is in that situation, I would just pray that someone reaches out to them and says, Hey, I'm in your corner. Like I might not have all the answers, but I, I'm in your corner. I can be a friend. Um, I think that is huge. So, um, yeah, if you or anybody, you know, uh, just maybe is in need of support or a friend or just, you know, reach out to BirthFit. Um, it's amazing. I know Lindsay gets, I can't even imagine, but so, so many emails in a day. And, uh, I, she's really great about forwarding that to the appropriate people, um, within the city that they're in. And if she doesn't know someone, then we'll go to the BirthFit tribe and we'll, um, we'll ask, we'll ask around like, Hey, do you know any chiropractors in Philadelphia? Do you know anybody in Orlando? Like who do we know that can be a support to this mom, this mama and this baby, this family, um, in this region. So I, that's one of the, the greatest things about this tribe and this community. And, um, I just love that it's growing. That's, that's awesome. And I agree. Your role as a regional director, um, talk about that. Like, what is your role? Let's get into like, who, who would be coming to you? Um, if people are listening to this that are near you in, uh, Hawthorne, New Jersey or anywhere near there, they can, you know, get in touch with you, you know, like, like who, who would you be working with? Uh, what are their goals? Like, is it just CrossFitters? Is it not CrossFitter? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, as a regional director, uh, what I run is I run um, a series. I run multiple series here. I run a postpartum series and a prenatal series. And those are really fun because, um, you know, it's educational. It's um, all the pillars that we talked about. It's the fitness, the mindset, um, the chiropractic and nutrition. Um, I can have guest speakers and resources um, here at my gym and or in other gyms or other studios. One of the things that um, I personally have been working on is getting into different kinds of fitness studios, right? Whether that's CrossFit or yoga, Pilates, um, you know, Orange Theory, ballet studios. I want to 
get into all of it, right? Um, martial arts, um, you know, recently I've been working with um, quite a few women in the military. So that is just, uh, we've been working with Air Force recruits here as well. Um, so that is another area. But one thing I'm realizing is, you know, everyone needs core work, breath work, pelvic floor work, because um, we all have a core, right? We all breathe um, and we can all be better in this area. So, um, so I run a series, I run uh, different classes. I can bring on birth fit coaches to help me with um, these classes and these series, as well as um, do consultations and workshops. Um, I like workshops as well because I can travel to different areas. Like, right, I'm gonna be coming to your gym, uh, CrossFit Kana, um, and uh, sharing this information um, with people that may not otherwise be able to take a long trip out to Hawthorne and come on a regular basis. Um, but, you know, allowing people to come to your gym and say, hey, this is a great resource. If you guys need a tribe, right, or community, come to CrossFit Kana, come to Chris and his, his staff. Um, they can help you. I just, uh, you know, that's like a little... Um, it's like a lighthouse. Like there's different lighthouses that you can go to like to to feel safe for, for that safety. Yeah. So that's that's part of what I do. Um, you know, I think regional directors also have a responsibility to continue to be involved and be uh, in their community and just be leaders in their community as well as to constantly learn and research. I think this is something we should all do anyways. Not everybody wants that responsibility, but um, just to be leaders in that as well, to continuously um, grow ourselves, um, you know, help our communities and surround ourselves with these, uh, with just great resources and um, be able to to help people. Because that's really, truly what it comes down to. We're, we're here to serve other people, right? Um, I, I think that's, that's a huge such a huge responsibility um especially when it comes to helping families so i'm really honored that i get to do that um sometimes i'm like i can't believe i'm doing this and it's it's really truly humbling um a lot of times when i'm coaching or teaching a class or a workshop i feel like i get more out of it than the people that i'm working with um just people are so open and transparent and the people that go to these workshops and, and series, they really do want to get better and they really do want to change. And a lot of times you never know, like something could be birthed in them to want to also help the community and grow that. So I definitely want to make sure that wherever I go, I'm just a great um, representation for not just for birth fit, but for CrossFit and CrossFit sore, CrossFit as a whole. And just as a human, right. Um, that's what I try to be. So a lighthouse. Yeah. Lighthouse. Yeah. Be a lighthouse, uh, be a light in dark places. I like that. I picked up on that. When I first walked in, you had greeted me for the coaches seminar and you were like super present. You were like super honed in on listening, which a lot of people, you know, don't do because they just want to get the formalities out of the way and kind of move on. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. I've been working on that. I wasn't always like that, Chris. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, Thank you. Yeah, so I only have two things, and this is one of them. So um, one of them is being present. So because we had talked last uh, week trying to set this up, and you were heading off to your sister's wedding, your baby sister's wedding. Yes. And uh, <laughs> you wanted to be there and get down there a little early and be very present. So how how are you working on that? Like what are some 
tactical things that you're doing to be more present? Um, oh, wow. That's probably one of the fa my favorite questions I've ever been asked because it is such a big area of growth. Um, it's an area that I don't feel that I've arrived by any means. And I'm, I don't feel that I'm really that great at, to be honest with you. So the fact that you said I'm present is just like, ah, oh, makes my heart like totally explode. You know, we're always in such a rush and, um, sometimes being present comes from pain and, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, last year I lost my sister-in-law and it was really hard. Um, it was a lot harder, not that I expected it. It was just so much harder than you could ever imagine. And, um, you know, she was 41, uh, and, um, left behind an amazing husband and, and two children. And I tried to put myself in those shoes and, and um, you know, just, losing someone so close to me, which I, I have before. And it, it's just, it was super painful, but it made me be aware. It like brings so much awareness to you and aware of how busy I was. I was so busy, Chris. I just, you know, I got up at five. I went, I commuted an hour. I worked for eight hours. I went right into coaching for another, um, you know, three to four hours. I commuted home another hour. I took a class or I coached for another hour. And then I came home and I ate and I just was not, I was not there. I was not present. I wasn't developing relationships. My marriage was not great. Um, I was like, what am I, what am I doing? I was like pretending. Right. And so, um, I decided to stop, you know, I wasn't fully healthy as I should have been. So this year earlier in 2017, um, I just let it go. And I said, well, I need to, I need to, I would like to, you know, be full time and helping people and, you know, at our CrossFit gym and BirthFit. And part of that journey was learning how to be an entrepreneur, how to be present. And um, I learned that I really sucked at it. <laughs> I was always on the go. I'm one of those people like my way or the highway, like I'm always moving somewhere. Right. But I needed to learn how to slow down. Not to mention I hated walking because why can't, why would you walk when you can run? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to get there. So I'm going to run really fast and get there, um, which is probably why, you know, I like running. So I say all that. I know, right? <laughs> I wish people could see us They're laughing. Um, I, uh, that was a good belly laugh. Um, yeah. So I needed to learn how to not just walk, but literally stop and breathe. So the breathing exercises through BirthFit, um, forced me to breathe and to literally stop what I was doing. But what's cool is because I started breathing more, I started thinking more and just having more clarity to all these questions that I had. So, um, I started spending more time, um, instead of waking up and looking at my phone, I would wake up and start praying, right. And just be thankful. I would thank God for the day. I would thank God for my family and, and just go through a list of things that I was grateful for. Um, I would put good stuff in me. I, you know, shut off the news. I don't watch the news anymore. Um, and, uh, I just started watching and reading things that are positive. And some people say, you know, well, you're just living in a bubble. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. I like my bubble and I'm going to stay in that bubble. Um, I'd rather spread good than, than not good. Um, what's really neat is how things have, um, you know, started off kind of rough, but, um, 
relationships have blossomed. I've been able to really um, invest in other people, including, you know, my own marriage. I just realized that I wasn't always I wasn't always pre present. I was in my phone or answering a question or my mind was always somewhere else. So for anyone that's in that position, which I think is a lot of people, um, especially in the tri-state area, um, especially anywhere, but I would say, you know, people in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, we move really fast and we speak fast. We do all things fast. Um, so helping moms when they walk through our doors understand like, hey, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to do some things that might be uncomfortable, um, like slowing down, like breathing, um, is huge. You know, this has led me to yoga. Um, I do practice yoga a couple times a week now. Um, I'd like to practice more and I have, uh, some friends that have really gotten me into that. And, um, we introduce that at our gym now. So we do yoga here two times a week and it's just really cool. Um, helping our members practice just being more mindful, being more connected to their bodies. And so this movement started off with just like one mom has really greatly influenced um, everything at, at our gym. And it's just amazing, like the ripple effects on um, how other people are just experiencing more presence and, and um, more health you know, within themselves but within their families as well. So um, that is something that I didn't foresee happening. Um, I'm really thankful that it's happened and, um, you know, and you have to protect that once, once you experience that it's, it can be really hard. I could just sleep in an extra hour, but working on, um, I had someone challenge me recently to wake up an extra hour earlier and, um, and just not even to do anything, but just to be present and be mindful and just start to, uh, to walk and move and flow. And, um, yeah, I, I would say that that's, that's probably it. It's, I have a, a lot more that I want to explore in that area. Um, I'd like to take some breathing courses and some, um, recovery courses. Um, one of the things that's been really cool as a running coach, how much this has helped, um, not just me running personally, but my clients, um, have, we've gone to a whole new level of uh, breathing and recovering while running, especially we're in marathon season right now. I incorporate that into um, my programs and my training now. And it's just really so awesome to see um, anywhere, all ages. Just I have a high school athlete who's just crushing it. And the main thing we've worked on is um, slowing it down and, and breathing, you know, diaphragmatic breathing. So, yeah, thank you for asking that. So what time do you get up? Um, now I'm getting up between, uh, I would say anywhere from like 6.45 to 7.45. Yeah. So I used to get up, um, well, I guess, you know, I used to wake up at five every day um, for, I don't know, nine plus years, uh, six times a week. And um, it was just nice to sleep in for a while, but it just, it made me lazy, right? And I felt like I was missing my day. Gotcha. So, um it's just great to be able to wake up earlier now. So yeah, well, you I had just, said five um, earlier, and so then when you said an hour earlier than that, I was like, oh, she's getting up at four every day. No, 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 no. Um, no, I woke up at five when I was working my full time job, yeah, yeah, and then okay. I started gotcha, sleeping gotcha. in till like nine, ten, and just not really oh, I see, I see. doing gotcha. anything. Okay. Um, and partly, no, partly in my defense, it's because I didn't know what to do as no. working. You know, someone who went from like nine to five to excuse me, entrepreneur and running your own time. Um, I will be 
completely transparent and say that it was not and still is not easy. So being disciplined with your time includes being disciplined with your sleep and being disciplined with when you wake up. Um, so learning all about that. Yeah. And it's been, it's been some tough lessons, uh, a lot of discipline, but some really, some of the best lessons I've ever learned. Are you pumped for Shalane Flanagan? Oh my gosh. Yes. Did you see all my posts? Um, uh, I actually didn't, yeah. but I mean, I saw oh, the news, so. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. If, oh, I thought you, you were referring to, I just put up a post. Um, Shalane was my, um, one of my biggest high school rivals. Oh really? Um, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So I'm from Swampscott. She's from Marblehead. Oh, um, okay. Our high schools are huge rivals. Oh, um, they still so are. And so we are the same year. Um, we graduated the same year. Yeah. So I've been competing. Yeah. I competed against her for, for some time. Oh, and, my goodness. um, she was just amazing to watch. I, I know her family, um, you know, I was her brother and sister's uh, camp counselor for a handful of years. So um, it's just been really cool to see how much she has grown and, you know, even her own mindset. She was pretty much like a she ran with reckless abandonment um, in high school to the point where literally her body would shut down like 20 meters before the finish line. Um but she could crawl and still win. Yeah, I mean, that's how right. far ahead of us she was. Right. Um, you know, if you had to put her in the, the men's uh, championship, state championship, she would have come in in the top 10 most of the time. Oh, so, nice. yeah. So a lot of people don't know that about her, but she's just like a fierce competitor and she's overcome a ton of obstacles. So I've loved watching her mature as an athlete and just um, yeah. also working on her mindset. You know, right. I've follow her pretty closely, probably more so than some just because of our background. But, um, well, she yeah, had, yeah I did not know a lot for, about her. But yeah. She had, she had gotten injured, uh, what a year ago or so. Yeah. Um, and, and then came back, you know, I, I think, um, you don't really know what kind of athlete you are until you get injured. And so just having, you know, competed at like a little bit of a higher level, um, it's just, it takes so much. It's a lot of grit. It's a lot of, lot of mindset yeah. so it's just so awesome it shows like how much stronger she is mentally to mm -hmm. um you know say no to one race so she could say yes to this type of success right. um it's a big uh testament to her coaches and her her staff as well so yeah of course i was stoked i put it all over my that's social funny media. I, I, told I, my I did family. not see that from you uh, oh, no i asked yeah. simply because i know that you're you're obviously running coach and and runner and no, yes. I, I have no clue. That's funny. Oh, it's so great. It's huge for um, American distance running, for marathoning, yeah, just yeah, Team USA. Right, I'm, right. yeah, like super excited. I could talk about that for a yeah. while. That's, cool. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> what's, um, last question is, what's on your bucket list? Ooh, um, well, my the first is rest um, and uh, taking some time away, to be honest, like a vacation. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say that that's probably number one after all the the weddings and the schedule that I've um, put myself through. And to where? Um, Give me a location. Uh, the number one place I'd like to go to is Hawaii. Nice. And so I um, just you know kept putting it off. I'm like, no, it's too expensive. It's too this. I have so many other things to do. But you know what? It's been on the back of my mind. I was just making excuses. And you know when you think of something, you all of a sudden start attracting it to yourself. So all I keep seeing everywhere is literally Hawaii. <laughs> so instead of making excuses, I'm making plans and just being smart with um, 
our budget. And um, I would really like to um, go there. Uh, we were, you know, talking about um, our own family and, um, you know, starting that. So that's, you know, a pretty big deal. Cool. And, um, and like you, like you were talking about, it's, it's just being more present. You know, I, I do like to plan. I'm a huge planner. I'm a big list maker. Um, I have some big goals, but I, I'm learning how to go with the flow more and, um, and just prioritize my time wisely. So we have some big plans in the works for our gym. Um, we have been working on some running seminars as well as helping the birth fit community. Um, some really awesome programs coming down the pike with moms and, uh, and running. So, um, yeah, so some, some really awesome projects, getting comfortable in front of a video camera. That's, that's totally out of my comfort zone, which is, of course, why I'm doing it. <laughs> and I just plan on taking a lot of risks and making some big mistakes and receiving all the feedback and just surrounding myself with some really cool people in the process. So, yeah, that's, that's the bucket list. That's the plan. So. And you're coming down here uh, in a couple weeks, December, yes. December 3rd. December 3rd. Um, we're going to do a little birth fit workshop. Um, so excited about that. Box. Yeah. Our members are super pumped, and then I put it out there to other local, other boxes. So we'll see. I think we're gonna sell out once we get that link. But yeah, um, I'm so excited. You know, I've like worked awesome. with some individuals from PA, but I've never done a workshop there. Yeah. So um, you know, excited to spread into Pennsylvania. It's like into everywhere, but it's just been you know, I always look at PA as part of like the trifecta. You know, like New York, New Jersey, yeah. PA, yeah. and so you know, it's cool. I'm super thankful for you. Um, you know, you're, you're one of the few guys at the CrossFit coaches, I'm sorry, the birth fit, um, co uh, coaches seminar. And so it's so cool that you support this movement and you support women. I know, you know, you have a family of your own. So I have to say, dude, it's just like really, really refreshing and I'm, we're just so grateful for guys like you that are supportive of this movement. I actually think that this is, you know, in years to come that having more involvement by guys like you and, and gym owners and people that are just, you know, in that um, growth mentality is going to be so amazing. So, um, yeah, when you were like, hey, let's do something here, I'm like, let's do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I want to encourage more people to do that. And, uh, you know, one thing I'm definitely going to do is edify you and your gym and, and, um, hope that it grows from, from the workshop and that women feel comfortable. Families feel comfortable walking into that gym because they know, you know, we're just have that, um, the same values and right. the same goals. Right. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Well, as far as, uh, if I had to put money on it, I would say that, uh, humans will still continue giving birth. Um, <laughs> For sure. and, uh, hopefully still moving. Um, but definitely yep. the first one at least. So if we could, uh, educate, um, everyone on some best practices, I think that would be cool. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is good stuff. Yeah. So I, I want to make sure to, to thank you for just being so open-minded on, um, behalf of Dave and I and the whole BirthFit team. Um, we're excited about yeah, well, all look, that you're I mean, doing there. I mean, at uh, at a lot of at a bunch of CrossFit gyms, uh, they'll say you know that there's something in the water because there's at any point you know four or five pregnant women, like all the time For on a rotating sure. basis. And, and it's starting uh, to get more attention too. Yeah, so like 
you know, let's uh, let's make sure that everyone is safe. Not in a uh, we need to wrap them in bubble wrap, but in a uh, right. you know some best practices with um, uh, keeping that core nice and strong uh, for the yeah. the hardest workout of their life. And you know, for sure. Most, most uh, yeah, I know life. we didn't get into that, but I I think That's we're going to start to attract even more like Olympic lifters and yeah. runners and. Um, people from all walks of life. Like I, you know, with pelvic floor work, like I've been working with more Olympic lifters and it's like, Hey, you don't need to necessarily have a baby to work with someone that can help you get your core strong. Right. Um, so it's just, but you know what? It's so awesome, especially with the, the women who I do work with like, Hey, let's get your core strong. Let's get you breathing and moving better. And you know, someday when they decide, if they decide to have a family or go into the motherhood transition, I know it's going to be beneficial. And it's just like so exciting you know, to talk about this stuff, even at like the high school level, you know, just starting, starting young. And I think that's where this movement is going. Um, it's not just going to be in gyms. Eventually it's going to be in schools. It's going to be, uh, all over the place. So I'm excited to just be a part of that, that movement, you know? Yeah. And, and you're a part of it too. <laughs> I love it. So where can people find you uh, on the interwebs or, you know, if they wanted to, if they are local to you, they want to look you up or they want to get in touch with you. They want to see a website, all that, all that good stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, they can go to um, birthfitnj.com. Um, that stands for Birthfit New Jersey. And, uh, you know, we used to be Birthfit Hawthorne. We rebranded very recently, but I check all the things, all the emails, um, yeah, birthfitnj.com, and uh, all my contact information is on there, our services, our classes, um, and, you know, feel free to reach out to me anytime, and like I said, if I don't have the answer, I can find someone who does. Cool. So, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, folks, thanks again for listening to Cross Econa Radio. If you like what you heard, head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and leave us a review, which helps us get found on the interwebs. Also, head over to social media. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at CrossFitKana, K-A-N-N-A. And if you have any questions for the podcast, email us at info at CrossFitKana.com. Thanks, and have a great day.